Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show with Sander. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is a brand new episode for you, for all, for everybody today. You may know that Apple has launched a new set of products, a new watch, brand new AirPods, they call it version 2, and also a couple of iPhone 14, one called Pro, one just called the iPhone 14, and they include the Max, which is the 6.7 bigger version on that display size. Interesting about the display, have you noticed that when you watch videos, for example, something from YouTube, the screen size of that video is not taken to the full size of the screen available that you have on your iPhone. It is actually shorter. It is like a smaller a square or rectangle. I wanted to talk a little bit about the new launch of this iPhone and perhaps compare it to the iPhone 13. I like iPhone. I consider that it's a great product. It's a wonderful phone. The materials that are built with it, the applications built on it are great. And I think that there are a few key factors that definitely make it the winner. The question is, is it worth it to spend $1,749 Australian dollars for the iPhone 14 Pro? Should you spend $1,399 Australian dollars for the iPhone 14 or just buy the previous model, an iPhone 13 for $1,200? $29. There is an asterisk on that, by the way. Let's see if there are a few details that really stand out and make you consider if you should buy it. Maybe wait for a USB-C port to recharge and charge your iPhone battery. So would there be something else in the store soon or next year. If you have or you haven't, check the specs specification for the iPhone 14, the iPhone 14 Pro. You can also get the iPhone 13 6.1 inches on that display. The Pro, the iPhone 14 Pro version, has a few more features that make it a little bit more appealing, such as that dynamic island. And is that a game changer? And 
Is it really something very important for you to spend about $500 more on that one? The camera has certainly improved and with this 48 megapixel camera, would you really need a professional camera, a heavy device? Well, I think that more and more these phones and these cameras are getting into that pro version for amateurs and anybody that just want to take photos. Now, the question is, have you considered when you are sending a 48 megapixel photo through a text message? perhaps an email where you are supposed to only be able to attach 25 megahertz. So how is that working out when your phone camera take actually high quality, big size pictures? So that's something that should be considered. And perhaps the email attachment needs to be reconsidered to let us attach more attachments and would that also mean that we would have to start paying for email when it is free well of course we have the social media we can post it in there and how long is it gonna take to post a 48 megapixel photo on any of our social media the question is there for you. Let's keep checking on these few other changes of the iPhone 14 Pro and the iPhone 14. Something that it is important for many, it is the battery. And with the phones, it comes that many of them, you have to charge them through the day because if you are using them heavily with video playing, with music, with many other GPS apps, if you go to exercise, for example, the battery is drained a little bit quickly. So we have with the iPhone 14 Pro 23 hours of video playback, but as you know, that's never 100% accurate, is it? The A16 with the Bionic chip and 6-core CPU that certainly gives you a high performance. So the question is, if you use your phone for phone calls, text messages, a little bit of social media and something else, web browsing, do you really need a high-core processor? Well, the sure answer is no. However, I do have a Motorola something that it cost me only about $100. And I can tell you that the processor in that phone is really slow. It takes a few seconds. And you can really notice the difference. So perhaps for some phones, something that you use every day on your pocket on a daily basis, 
Yeah, having a good performance, it is very important. However, for some other tasks where you use your computer or a tablet device, you may not need that power on a small device that you use mainly for calls, text messages, and some social network, and perhaps some photos. This is not a financial advice or a tech advice, but there are a few things for you to consider when buying one of these devices, such as the capacity. Would you really need on an iPhone one tera, one terabyte, which is not really a full one tera. It's probably less than that. But what happens if you lose your phone? If you had either important or not important data in there, I mean, 1,700 or over 2,000 for a phone that you could easily lose that much. Oh, that sounds a bit painful, doesn't it? Well, there are a few other things that you get with that iPhone 14 Pro, which is the new crash resistance something very interesting that i noticed on the website the splash water and dust resistance rated ip68 six meters for up to 30 meters it is exactly the same as the one from the iphone 12 so nothing has changed on that space we already talked about the camera and yes you have a few more options in there but apart from what i have described so far there is no much change in there so there you have it everyone thank you for listening to the show with sander until next time ciao